You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome, everyone, to episode one of the Dream Loud podcast. This is Benjamin Hall. I'll be your host through this wonderful journey as we explore following your passions and dreams. We've got a great panel today on my left. We've got Lee Scott. Hi, how y'all doing? We're doing great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Lee and I go back a long way, and the way that we know each other is, is through music back in... I think we met in church back in high school. Well, you would have been in middle school. Yeah. Actually, I remember the first time I saw you. Uh-huh. It was at a <laughs> high school talent show, and you were playing bass in a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band with your shirt off. Just this like is Lee. so... Okay, we're definitely going to get to this later because I was actually thinking about this story earlier, which is so random because this happened so many years ago, I've not even yeah. thought about it since. So that's weird that you brought that up. Um, anyways, so that's Lee. <laughs> and uh to his left we have dan shifo and uh, going on everyone good buddy dan shifo no yeah how are you guys that was a great story about lee by the way i <laughs> and i heard part of it before i think somebody in the past like i've kind of i think i think our other friend might have kind of mentioned this but i never heard the full one and that's that's a great story i'd, I'd like to hear more at some point in the future uh about that, that you're, gonna, cover you're definitely thing, gonna yeah. hear about it because here we go yeah um, the vocalist of that band actually messaged me a question for oh, this podcast, awesome. so, so there you I'll go. talk about him a little bit. Perfect segue into that's, that. Yeah, that's that's all. But no, yeah, I, I no, I just um, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it, and and just grateful for uh, for the opportunity to contribute. It's it's a ton of fun. I, I love doing this kind of stuff. It's it's a blast. Yes, and you're good at it too. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> so on Dan's left, we have his lovely wife Amanda Shifo. Hello. So thanks for being here. We needed some femininity on yeah, this we podcast. Can't, we can't do know. this all ourselves. <laughs> no. Not much testosterone. Yeah, Too much not. in one spot. Yeah, so. we, we need your help. <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So, yeah, guys, um, we really kind of planned, <laughs> planned to do this podcast a day and a half ago, or maybe two days ago. It was about, yeah, about two days or so. Two days roughly. ago. Um, or so, yeah. Just randomly, Dan and I were in we were just conversation, talking. and we were like, you know what? Like... Why don't we try to get paid for talking to each other? Let's no, do this. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, and, and that's how it all started. Um, no, it was just cool. We were just talking on the phone and, and we were just having a, having a cell phone conversation and, and um, just touching on some really great things and really great, um, you know, just having a great conversation. And we just kind of thought, you know, Ben kind of said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I was like, I like podcasts. Let's talk, you know, and then Lee and Lee as well. And then you know, my wife and we, we kind of kind of one thing led to another and, and here we are so I'm, are. I'm pumped let's two, go but two yeah. days later though like right. we really like pulled the trigger quickly on this yeah thing. man hey if, yeah, go just, big or go home you know that's I right i just found out yesterday <laughs> we were planning to just have a hangout and pizza with our friends and ben's like oh by the way did you get the email about the uh the podcast hey yeah. Lee. i just thought by, we were i just thought we were eating and hanging out at my house so by by the way nope. lee you're gonna be on a podcast so <laughs> I do believe you said to Ben, my wife is going to hate that idea. I did say that. That might be a direct quote. Said. I think that was the direct quote. So we'll see how it goes. I feel like, like, well, like it. 
I feel like before we get into anything else, we just have to explain that, like, at least for as long as I've known Amanda, like, anything anything that we've done together has kind of been this way, and it's been completely <laughs> against her personality. So, Dan, why don't true. you, I mean, so the one example is the podcast here, and just kind of being like, oh, this is happening, and you're going to be on it, whether you like it or not. She's the best. Like, that's why I love her, because, you know, like, I have all these crazy, wild ideas, and instead of, you know, being, she just goes right with it, and she's like, oh. All right, let's go. You know, just kind of like, oh, what do I got to do? And then just goes, but she's, no, she's the best and, and I don't know what I would do, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Well, just very quickly, we need to tell the story about whenever oh. you first hung out with me. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's a good story. Yes. Well, well, um, long story short, you know, um, I have another friend whose name is Ben and a, and a great friend of mine and, uh, which, which is why the story works out right, the way it does. He, and he is an, an awesome guy and he does his own podcast. Um, and I told Amanda, we were driving in the car and, um, I told her that, uh, oh, we're going to have uh, dinner with Ben. And, uh, and know, then she, he said, he's a great guy. And I was like, I know yeah, I've known him for years. <laughs> you're like, I know Ben, you know, and yeah. He's like, not that Ben. And I was like, I can't hang out with well, well, like the look she got on her eye, you know, it was just like her eyes grew like 10 sizes and she like just kind of slowly turned her head and just kind of looked at me like, we're not doing this. We should like also this. preface that I was driving. Yeah, you were driving. And it wasn't anything, again, but it's just just a very, you know, kind of like, I need to be ready for this kind of right. you know, moment. I had, I had right. not met Amanda yet. That's and right. she only knew me as, oh, he's the bass player for Lacey Stern. That's right. Rockstar. Yeah. And, th- and that was how, yeah, and at least not without 24 hours of preparation. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, no, it was like right before. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and I said, oh, it's, it's Ben though. Like, he's just a great guy. He's just a good dude, you know? And, and, uh, like I can't, it's, that's the bass player for, and I was like, it's Ben. You know? Yeah. Now I'm just like, yeah, it's Ben. He's coming over. That's he's right. going to eat food at our house. We've, well, we've grown Now he's going to make me do a podcast. Yep. <laughs> so thank you for. <laughs> For thank you for growing. With, yes, thank you for going along with it's us It's always here. me and some dudes. It's That's the way my <laughs> life always has been, and it's always going to be that way. The dudes. Me and the dudes. Love it. So the reason why I bring that up is just because uh, we really we really don't know where this podcast is going to go. Good luck, uh, listeners. Yeah, as, <laughs> as far as like an overarching topic, um, I wanted to call it, it was actually Dan's idea to call it the Dream Loud Podcast, which is also take off the podcast and you have the name of my studio. Absolutely. Uh, the reason I named my studio that was because, so I was coming out of corporate work and just jumping into this music thing head first, really. No safety net. And the thing I was thinking is, man, just live your dreams on your sleeve. Live them out loud. And that's kind of been my, the main thing that I've gravitated to as far as listening to other motivational speakers and the thing that's always on my mind when I'm talking to other people and they're asking me like how did you get where you were so I thought it would be great to have a podcast where me and my friends just all talk about like what are some of the the struggles and the practical ways that we're just pursuing our dreams and what what does it look like so in a way this is almost like an experiment this is almost like a chronic a chronicle sure this is a living autobiography of us doing our thing and and i think it's and and maybe i'm getting too far ahead of ourselves but i i do want to say um in case i forget later um 
for me and my background, Ben obviously, you know, plays bass for Lacey Sturm and, and Lee uh, does great work. You know, he came off tour with Lacey and did a great videography. Um, and, and my wife's the best and works with kids. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I know for me, I work as um, I'm the assistant sports editor for the Latro Bulletin. I do a lot of uh, great things, you know, just high, high school sports and township meetings and things of that nature. Uh, but I also get the opportunity to cover the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I do work with the Associated Press covering the Penguins and Steelers. I've covered Stanley Cup finals uh, and Super Bowls and things like that. So it's kind of so it's the same thing. It's just living out your dreams. And I think to to Ben's point, um, you know, for me. I've covered the Stanley Cup final. I've covered the Super Bowl. Um, I've been in, I've been in the locker room with the Lombardi Trophy. I've been on the ice with the cup 20 minutes after it's prevented, presented. But I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway of all of it, is I'm just a normal guy. Like that doesn't like that, that like that doesn't mean for anyone out here who's listening. That doesn't mean that like. Just because Ben has gone on world tours um, with some of the biggest bands and played with some of the biggest bands in the industry, and just because I've you know reached heights at the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup, like we're normal guys, mm. um, you know, and and that doesn't and that doesn't mean that you can't do it either. Like I grew up at, in a town. Um, and I've, and I've given, you know, talk, I've gone, I've been fortunate enough to go back to my high school and, and speak to, and every single time I always tell them, I say, I sat in your desks. Like I'm a guy, like I've sat, I, I sat in these same seats. Like there's no reason why you can't cover the Penguins. There's no reason why you can't cover the Steelers or whatever it is that you're, you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I can, you know, expand on more of that, but that's just what I believe that, um, there's no reason why you, whoever's listening or me or anybody who's at this table can't do, uh, what it is that you want to do, whatever it is, just because like, like Ben, you're the basis for Lacey Stern, but it's not like it's un- an unreachable goal. And and me, when I'm, you know, it's not like the Super Bowl is an unreachable goal. It's not like the Stanley Cup Final is an unreachable goal. Um, I have another you know story later that kind of ties into that, but I think that's just the biggest thing is that nothing is unreachable in that case. Yeah, I want to tag off of that too. That's a really great point, Dan. Um, you know, uh, I- I've heard this phrase so many times, but when people say like, I came from a town where nothing ever happens yeah well i actually came from that town like people t- people claim their town is that town but dairy is that town we like have, well, i think we have a weeds right we have a stoplight and a dollar general you have a right aid too and a right um, aid and that's yeah, it you're right but our but our right. only grocery store shut down just yeah. this year it was kind of sad uh master rocco's yeah master rocco's yeah that's a good place but so i mean it's it's just crazy it's crazy whenever your life just kind of turns into what it is and you look back and you see the steps that took you to where you are because you're like, if you would have told me that this would have happened, sure. I would I would have never guessed it. Well, so it is definitely a possibility for anybody. And, and Sorry. And, no, it's okay. I, I just want to say, especially with like um, everything that we've been seeing that's happening in the media with like all the hates towards each other, you know, just take a step back from all of that and just think about the fact that we live in America in the greatest time in history where like anything is accessible at our fingertips. With the internet? So, yes. With, yeah. with the or internet anything. and just resources. Definitely. Like literally, if, if, you're, if you're struggling with thinking that you're not good enough or that my dream is not possible, like take a step back and really think about like, the fact that you have unlimited resources available to you, even if it doesn't seem like it, because you're living right when you do now, like you really do. And that's one of the things I want to get across with this podcast, just in sharing your stories and stuff like that. 
Well, I think, and, and along those lines, um, and kind of how Ben and I got hooked up, is I write for the Latro Bulletin again. And I do news and sports. I don't just do the Penguins and Steelers. Uh, I love doing the Penguins and Steelers. It's a lot of fun uh, and a great time. But I do news also. Um, and Latrobe, I don't know if any out here, Latrobe, um, Borders, Derry, Derry Township, Ligonier, Greensburg, that whole area. Um, and Ben Ben is in our coverage. Lee's in our coverage area too. Lee's dad was uh, served on uh, the the borough meeting that yeah, I went he was to. The, uh, uh, president of the council. Absolutely. So he, you know, so he's not anymore, but he was at a time. So we covered your dad, and and um, so and even Ben, your your dad works with the volleyball team, the local volleyball yeah. team. He's he's coached for like. 30, 30 years. Yeah, well, he's been with since the since the outset, you know. But anywho, my my whole point is that I write for the Bulletin and I do features and things like that. And I and I thought, um, you know, not only do I love music, um, and we, and my wife and I are big fans of you know Lacey Sturm and the band and just everything that they do in their message. I thought it was really cool um, that somebody in our coverage area and somebody in Derry Township was doing so many great things. And when I interviewed Ben for the story, um, I um, Life Screams had just come out and they were just getting ready. Uh, to release the album party in LA and um, and it was just before they went on uh, tour with OTEP at that time and um, I and I wanted to talk to Ben before he went on tour but I just thought it was really cool that some and the same thing that you said somebody from Derry somebody from Derry Township was doing that and like he was going to play you played the whiskey in LA and mm-hmm. you and, whiskey, I mean it's a it's a famous venue to me because that's where my favorite band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, got their start. I mean, they played. They Absolutely. played there like. Oh, yeah. that was one of their first shows when they were nobodies. Definitely, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. They're, and they're the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Absolutely. Um, but the whiskey and Rock on the Range and like the biggest things. And here you are from Derry Township. So that doesn't mean that anyone out here. Can, I mean. Derry Township. I'm from a, a. It's it's called the Village of Westmoreland City. So I'm from a place. You know, I mean, it's possible, man. Go do it. Yeah. But I, but there's more. That's more to come, I guess. Yes, more to come for sure. So, um, yeah, that kind of outlines just what we wanted to talk about in this podcast. So, bear with us. Uh, it's going to be a fun conversation. Going to be a bumpy ride. Strap uh, in. Uh, strap in. <laughs> so now yes. we're going to get on to the topic of the podcast. I was going to say the jour. I was going to say the topic of the week, but there's no guarantee we're going to do this next <laughs> week. <laughs> so this is the topic of the podcast. Um, <laughs> So this goes back to the whole following our dreams, and I want to talk about a little bit, is it worth the struggle? So I I want to explore a little bit of the difficulties of pursuing our dreams and passions uh, over just, I guess, blending into society and just doing like a normal job. So... Dan, uh, Dan, is it worth the struggle? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. I, I can't, um, I can't emphasize it enough that yes, 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 it is. And there, and there's going to be times where, um, you don't know if it is working out, but I mean, you get, you have, I have, I'm very, very fortunate enough to get the opportunity, um, to do things that, to do something that a lot of people don't get to do. I mean, I, um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers covering them throughout the preseason and, and the regular season and things like that. Um, you know, getting to talk and, and speak and ask questions to Ben Roethlisberger and, and things of that nature. And um, just people don't get that opportunity. So I feel very fortunate um, to do that. Are there struggles? Yes. Um, we've highlighted them. We've talked about them and we've talked about times whenever um, you just don't think anything's going right and you don't think you're, you know, you think you're treading water. But um I mean, overall, absolutely. I think the biggest thing for anyone um, 
this is very music fo- this this is very music focused this is very you know for myself journalism sports focused um, but the bottom line for anybody uh, please please find a passion whatever it is that you are passionate about it doesn't have to be music you don't have to be the best bass player in the world you don't have to be the best drummer in the world you don't have to be the guitarist you don't have to like sports you don't have to like the penguin but find whatever it is and find your passion um, I don't care what it is I don't care if you're a teacher um, if you're a garbage man if you're a retail worker everything everything is important um, but whatever it is you need to find a passion and find something you love and find something that lights you up um, and, and this kind of stuff isn't unreachable. Um, you know, playing bass for um, a, a big national uh, rock band is not unreachable. Unreachable Covering Super Bowls is not unreachable. Covering Stanley Cup Finals is not unreachable. Find a passion, uh, but you got to work towards it and you got to battle. And there's going to be bad days. There's going to be great days. There's going to be great days where you're going to feel like you're on top of the world. Uh, one of the things former coach Bill Cowher always said, he said, where else would I rather be than right here, right now in this moment? Um, and I think that's what I always try and, and think of. Um, whatever it is that you're doing, this, whatever this your passion is, um, you, know, you can recite that and you say, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else than right here in this moment and do it, uh, whatever it is. And like I said, this stuff is not unreachable. Um, do it and find out what you're doing and work as hard as you can to get to it and to do it uh, and to make sure that it happens. Um, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be great days, but keep battling and keep making sure you get there. Um, I mean, I guess I can never be a star quarterback. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a little guy and I probably have a small arm, but at the same time, I still like sports and I'm still around it and you can get involved in it. Um, get involved in music, get involved in sports, get involved in, te- you know, do whatever you want, put yourself out there and volunteer. Um, everything doesn't have to be per pay, you know. Um, it's nice to do pay stuff, but I did stuff for free just to be in the game. Just get in the game and do it uh, and do something you love. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's probably probably the crux of it. Just yes, 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 yes. It's absolutely worth it, but it's worth it if it's your passion. Right. Um, I think you don't want to go somewhere for eight to ten hours a day and do something that you hate, um, but you need to find something and, and find your passion. Yeah, guys, let me just for you, for those of you that don't know my story, let me just like summarize it really quick. So, um, I, I guess jumping to college, like I went to college and I just decided that I just, I couldn't do music for a living. Like it's too hard. It's not a stable career. So I'm just going to go to college and I'm going to get a normal job. And I decided to pick chemistry because I'm like, it's kind of interesting. I don't know what I want to do, but it's like math, man. That's uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I love the biochemistry aspect of things and just how like that sounds like torture. Um, I won't deny that. Like, <laughs> I won't deny that learning the subject is tough, but like, it was also the fascination of like learning how things work is what kept me going. I decided to go to college and do that, and. I got my chemistry degree. I worked for a big company, Alcoa. They're the largest aluminum company in the world. They got started in pencil or in Pittsburgh. I worked at their technical center for seven years. It was a great job. Uh, but as as time went on, like, and I really have my bosses to credit for this that I had at that place. But like, they just kept pushing me to like 
every performance review I had, they were asking me, so what are you going to do next year? What are you going to do next? Are you, do you want to go to school? Do you want, they're, they're being good bosses. They were pushing me to like, how can you improve and how can you make the company better? That's what any good boss, any good leader is going to do. Sure. And it really intimidated me at the time because I didn't know what to do. But like the reality of the situation was, is that like, it took me so long to figure this out, but like I realized that I just wasn't passionate about what I was doing. The longer I got into the career, the more I realized that, wow, I'm, I'm either going to have to commit to this or not. I'm either going to have to commit to this and like go along with the plan that they have for me, or I'm going to have to just kind of be lackadaisical and kind of push off as much as I can to keep them from like making me improve. You'd be doing something for eight to 10 hours a day that you didn't like. Exactly. And just putting in my time and just doing it. And like, I made a good bit of money doing that job too. Like that was, I mean, it was awesome. Like from my final salary, like the salary I was making at that job, I could go to any restaurant in Pittsburgh and order a meal and not even have to look at the menu of how much oh. it was costing me. Oh my and God. let me tell you, that is just a great feeling to like... We need to work it out. <laughs> that's just a great feeling to have to go into a place like that and be like... I'll have your first most expensive thing right. stuffed with your second most expensive now, thing. Now, I will say, I will say that like money has never meant like a ton to me. So like having money was just like unbelievable uh but rolling around in tiles of it yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that much but you were like scrooge mcduck <laughs> right. you had your vault on the <laughs> you just but jumped right in let, let me tell you guys that like it doesn't equal happiness and at, yeah. at the same time like i kept thinking to myself man you i oh i'm only gonna live once i only got one shot at this to do what i want to do in this life and so the whole time I was doing music and the opportunity came to me to like not only play with Lacey, but I played with other local acts too. I just, I just went for it. So, man, that was really long-winded, but um, I just said all that to basically say... Put in the time, man. Yeah. You, put in those 15-hour days. Like you really, you yeah. really need to think about like why are you doing what you're doing? Because if you don't think about it now... You're going to think about it later. Yeah. And you could call it a midlife crisis, an existential crisis, but like it's going to come up into your mind at some point. So actually it goes back to what you were saying, Dan, about like find your passion. And like I don't regret taking the path that I did, but if I do regret anything, it's that I just didn't do my passion from the get-go. Yeah, but, but I think, you know, it was meant to work out that way though, you know, and it was meant to work out the way where... You know, you did it for seven years and, and, you know, this opportunity came. And I think it was the same thing, you know, success is when opportunity meets preparedness. Um, and you were prepared for it and you, and you still worked and you still kept up with it. And you still battled and you still, and, and you didn't close that door. You didn't yeah. close that door of, well, you know, like you were doing it and you were working in a full-time job, um, but you didn't let the door completely close on your dream. And I think that's the thing. Like, it's hard. Like, it's hard to do music. It's hard to do journal. Like, I cover the Penguins and Steelers, but like, it'd be nice to make a little bit more money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just like, I'm not doing this for the money. Right. Um, you know, so I think that's that's probably the biggest thing is just um, how difficult it is and how hard it is sometimes just to kind of go through. Um, but I'm doing what I love. And um, 
You know, my wife and I recently had an opportunity to to go to a private party where the Stanley Cup was there, um, and it wouldn't have happened had you know. I mean, it's not like a, but at the same time, it was just something cool that happened, you know. But it would have never happened had I Can not. I, I want to interject real quick and <laughs> no. say, like, for those of you that don't follow hockey, <laughs> like, I'm a huge. This is another reason why Dan and I are good friends is because we both love Penguins, hockey. Penguins, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And like for those of you that aren't hockey fans, like that trophy <laughs> yeah. is the most amazing trophy in sports. Like it's going to bring a tear. To win. It's going to bring a tear to my eye, but like that trophy has been around for like a century and they've been More, building yeah. onto that. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like any other trophy in sports where like they just make a new one each year. Like they build onto this trophy and they etch the names into it. So like it's it's kind You're of immortal. It, yeah, it's You're kind immortal. of like so. Imagine if like every president got a chance to like sign his name on the Declaration of Independence. It's yeah. like yeah, kind yeah. of like that level where like you have something, some historical document. Sure. So, and they, that's and- why what Dan is saying is such a big deal to like get a chance to like be seen with that trophy is and not only that but i think like there are a lot of opportunities where i think that's another cool thing about the stanley cup is that there are so many people from so many different you know canada united states russia so many different and the cup travels um across the world in the summer uh but i think one of the coolest things is that the nhl players um it's designed to give back every player gets a day with the stanley cup everyone who wins it gets a day with the stanley cup and um, it's designed to give back. So the players usually center their day around an activity. Like, yeah, they get the day with the cup, but like they're giving it to other people. They're they're right. s- having a benefit in the community. They're taking it to a hospital. They're taking it to a nursing home. Sidney Crosby's taking he's, it to a grocery store. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. he's taking it <laughs> right? to the yeah. The giant and they, eagle. And they and they win the cup. It's their lifelong dream, but they give it back to the people. Um, it's one of the coolest things about the trophy. Uh, but I thought what was really cool, and they get they have a day with. Season ticket holders, and you can go and and take your picture. But I think one of the coolest things about this was it was a private party, um, and it was through invitation only. So it was just a cool experience. But I got it through that, and through hard work, and through battling, and through not giving up, um, and through putting in the ten-hour days, the twelve-hour days, and the days where you know you you lump in the days where uh, you don't think that anything's going right, or you don't think that you know, oh man, like. Man, I'm, you feel like you're you're treading water. You feel like your wheels are spinning. You just gotta keep battling and keep moving, especially if that's your passion. Um, if it turns out that you know you take a right turn and it's not your passion, well then, re- but find your passion and follow it and don't give up on it, because um, it pays off when you get to hang out with the Stanley Cup for the night. It pays off when you're on the ice with the cup when they present it. It pays off when you're skating. Uh, you have a media skate and you're skating on the ice. Uh, that they're going to use. It pays off when you're in the same locker room as the Lombardi Trophy. It pays off whenever you're talking to Ben Roethlisberger. You're covering the, it, you know, the list can go on and on. Or when you're, um, you know, playing with Shine Down. Um, that's when it pays off, and that's when it hits you, and you're like, yeah, this is it. This is yeah. what I have to do. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested in like finding out like, not only what like all of our passions are. Like I know Dan and I talked about that, but what kind of convinced us to like take that step of faith and uh, and kind of go for it you know um i get i guess i'll start like i'm really kind of interested in amanda because i haven't heard this like side of side of her story before 
I don't know uh, if I have either, and I've been married to her for. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come out in this I've podcast. Known each, I've known, I've Apparently, known her for... a person of few words because Dan talks all the time. <laughs> yeah. no, no one gets a, a word in. I love it. I've known her for fourteen years, and I don't know if I know these. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on these waveforms, and so Dan and I are having a battle of <laughs> who's talking more in this podcast. <laughs> You're going down, Ben. <laughs> okay, so who's winning with the least, me or Lee? It's me. Probably. It actually probably is you. It is me. I still Uh, love you. It's cool. So kind of the thing that convinced me to kind of go for it was, um, man, I I had so much encouragement really from a a lot of very key people throughout my life. But I don't know why, but for a while I really lacked the confidence to kind of go for, to kind of go for my musical dreams based off of, my skill level, I just never thought I was good enough. Um, but I just kept having these people. I really feel like God put them there, but people sprinkled throughout my life that really just kind of told me. I remember specifically this guy, uh, Brayton, that I knew from college. And he had just had a birthday yesterday that I posted happy for on birthday. Facebook. So happy birthday happy you to Brayton. Birthday, yeah. But I remember him telling me, because he was a bass player too, and and he told me, I think he saw me play in a musical for college. I played for like, it was, our college did Tommy's The Who. Probably crushed it. And I played bass for it, and it was awesome. And I think he went to go see it, and he told me, he's like, dude, if anybody can make it in the music industry, it's you. So you have to do it. And I just remember like, so there's a, a bunch of people that said that to me in my life, but, or, or similar things, but like, it was those moments that I kind of held on to. And I was like, dang, what the heck am I doing with my life? Like, not only it, it's kind of like, I started thinking about the fact of like, how fortunate I was to be born, not only like, in this time and space, but in this country. Yeah. Like. Because I could have been born anywhere else, like in a third world, a third sure. world country, and you I don't have even access know what a base to base is right, and I have yeah. technology or I have access to like all this stuff at my fingertips, and it's kind of like I owe it to humanity to do this, yeah, you know, and like kind of so kind of putting that pressure on myself of doing that, and also my own faith and belief in God, but I felt like so if one day I go to heaven. Like, why would, why would God give me like responsibility for anything in heaven if I don't do anything with it now? To fulfill your passion, right. to fulfill your destiny, yeah. I guess it is a destiny thing. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, and to any of you guys out there, listen, like I know that everybody listening to this podcast does not, is not going to believe in God. Don't let that scare you away from like taking something like that and like, finding your purpose in life and, you know, putting some effort into it and leaving a legacy, you know, yeah. leaving, like leaving your mark on this earth. And what are you going to be remembered by? Right. Exactly. So that, that's my story of kind of what got me into it. And it's also the reason why it's worth it to me. You know, like I, I left a lot to do to, to leave my chemistry job and it was very, very stressful. I don't want you guys to think that it wasn't stressful and it's still stressful um just figuring out how to make ends meet some days but you know like dan was saying like when you have those moments and you're just like like literally last tour we were on we were playing a festival and i look over and monkey and fieldy from corn are watching me play 
And I'm like, this is the opposite of what Absolutely. it should be. And you grew up, and, and how you know, life is peachy, self-titled, uh, follow the leader. You know what I'm saying? Like albums right. you grew up watching, and they're watching you. Right. Y- yeah. And they're yeah. watching us play. And that's such a surreal moment. And you shared a bill with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. Your all-time favorite band. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, come on. Regardless of how things end up, like, it is so worth the risk to try because, like, I never would have experienced that had I not, like, took the risk. Keep going. Like, high risk, high reward. And is, something's going to break. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing is something's going to, if you keep battling and keep, and there's days where you don't think it's going to break, but you got to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's my story. Um, I, I want to hear from the rest of you guys, like, Dan, me and you talk the most. I want to hear from <laughs> the rest of our panel. It's enough at us. Uh, Amanda, what drives you? Like, what what got you into working with kids? Are there other dreams? Um, wow. What's going on? Lots of go. questions. Man, lots You're of up, questions. You're up, dear. Well, we'll go back to when I was 14 years old. I used to walk home from the school bus, and we had a family that moved in. That had this cute little girl. She was 11 months old. She used to stand at the screen door. And I would go over and talk to her. And her mom was like, this is the this is the girl that's going to watch my child. Because she leaves her friends to talk to my child every day. Wow. And because she was looking for, like, all the girls in the neighborhood wanted to watch this little girl. Because she was so cute. And I would just go over and talk to her. And I also loved talking to their dog, too. Their dog was awesome. Here's a side note. She's in college now. Yeah, this little girl, she's going to be 21 this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like 900 years old. old, but go on. (laughs) So cutest little girl. I babysat them for a very long time. They are longtime friends. Um, They have three children. Um, but as I babysat this little girl, I would go over every day after school and help her. And then mom got a job. So I would watch her in the evenings and, and we would read books and we would, I would teach her alphabet stuff and just like things that like a teenager wouldn't do, you know, like I would be like going outside and, you know, we would run through the yard, you know, but we would do the teachery things and, um, it, it was just very fulfilling and going to school. I thought I was going to be an elementary teacher mm-hmm. and I couldn't pass the praxis. I am not that kind of learner. I'm not that kind of like, I'm not a yeah. test taker. Um, I'm a hands-on visual person. So I changed my major um, to be child development and family relations because I loved kids and I loved families. Um, I worked at the YMCA with older kids. Totally not my bag. Um, <laughs> they tried to run me out, but I did behavioral stuff before I was even, you know, a behavioral person, you know, having my MED. Um, I did a lot of like rewards and, you know, first then and all this stuff that I learned that I was doing in the master's program that I took, you know, in the past three years. I had been doing it all along. I just learned that it had names. So I was like, wow. This is like my niche. This is something I can do. And those kids, when I left them to get my job at at Beulah, where I'm at now, um, they cried because they were like, you're the best director because they ran out three directors before me. And they were like, we love you. We want you to stay for the summer. And I was like, that's really cool. But no, I'm out because you got eight to 
12 year old just not my thing but the, you know i was gonna stay if i didn't get a job at, you know where i wanted um so then i worked with three and four year olds which are super cool but uh toddlers is totally where i was supposed to be for a long time because they're learning language they're learning social skills they're learning like all this stuff that i was really good at teaching so i thought that was pretty cool and then I got a part-time job with Family Behavioral Resources, and then I realized that teaching kids that are pretty much deemed unteachable was yeah. really my bag because hmm. you kept, and I'm also very visual, so I like data. So like taking science, you'd appreciate there that, you go. right? Data. Yeah. So yes, you take the data technology. and you see where they're making strides, and you're like, yes, here's the other word mastery they're like mastering these skills so then you can build on or scaffold if i'm going to use my degree that right oh. now at this moment because i don't use it with the small <laughs> how, people because i have to speak their language you use it on a podcast right i use it on the <laughs> podcast so i can sound smart but really i'm not that smart i, I just paid smart. lots of money <laughs> for my time you have more degrees than all of us combined yeah combined, yes. dan said eventually <laughs> i'm going to be dr shifo which I'm sure it will happen before I die. But so like seeing these children and building onto those skills and seeing where they lack and being able to pinpoint where to start that skill building is really, really cool. And yeah. like today was a really cool idea of that because I had a teacher come to me and she's like, I really need you to observe this kid. They're doing this really weird, weird behavior. I don't want to like describe it just in case anybody's listening, but um, doing this really weird behavior, I want to see what your thoughts are on it. So this is the third day I've observed this child and she's doing these certain behaviors more often than what we thought she was. And it's, it's really cool to kind of like see where that's going and then to be able to support her to talk to the parents and to support the parents as well. So it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of neat to see where my job is going because when they created this position for me, they were just like, you're just going to help people. So we weren't sure what it was going to look like and what my responsibilities were. So it's just kind of neat to watch it unfold now because this was totally a gift from God because I hated the job that I was going to go get and I just prayed and God was like, I've got this. And then I showed up at work and they were like, we created this position for you. And I was like, oh, well, okay, you did say you had this, so okay, we're going to see where this goes. And it has been a struggle because I've had people that have been bucking back at me being an administrator. I'm doing air quotes on that because I don't see myself as an administrator. Um, And I've seen people that have been super supportive. So here's the crazy thing. Things that you have said tonight, things that you have said tonight, things that you have said tonight Uh have been surrounding yourself with people that fill your bucket. So a book that we read today, which I was like, okay, this is really crazy because this is obviously something I'm supposed to talk about. So it was Mm, called, Have You Filled Your Bucket Today? Did I say that? All all of you have said things about surrounding yourself with people who build you up. So have you filled your bucket today? A guide to daily happiness for kids. So I'm just going to do a little synopsis. So what it was, was you put your happiness in a bucket. So Uh if I were to say to you, you are wonderful. I just love the way you do 
the way you talk all the time. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but see, you're smiling, so I filled your bucket. Right? Okay. <laughs> so these are these are examples in this book because they want children to understand that you're you know, a jerk. If, <laughs> no. if yeah, if I came over to him and you're awful and you're a jerk, then I'm scooping your happiness out of the bucket. I'm taking a man's happiness. So yeah. So <laughs> you you want to build people up, so you want to fill their bucket up because there are people that are fillers and there are people that are takers. Ooh. Right? Deep. You think in Steelers, a child's book. Steelers would sound better. Steelers. Fillers and, fillers and stillers. Stillers. I don't remember <laughs> what, what they. It was a rhyming Steelers. word. <laughs> yeah. Else. It was a rhyming word, and I don't remember what it was. But they were both like, you know, you're you're a filler and, or a stealer. Scoop, yeah, scoop it up. Or a scooper. Yeah, that's right. For your stealing your poopers, I guess. I don't know. Ooh, anyway. Yeah. They make you feel poopy because they're scooping. I don't know. I was trying to get <laughs> you ruined my flow there. But okay, you got to so, encourage them. Yeah, so the so it was about surrounding yourself with people that were going to fill your bucket, and I think that's really important because yeah. you're you're my biggest cheerleader, even though I ignore you. That's all right. I don't mean to. It's yeah. just we're married, and you do the same thing yeah. to me. So right. that's just what happens when you're married. Well, I think the funniest thing is like you know she'll play guitar, or, you know we're on the worship team at church, and I think that was one. Of, you know, like a, she's a great singer and has this great voice, and I'm like oh man, you have this great. And I'm like no, and then like someone else gives a compliment. And uh, she's like, oh, man, I can't believe that. I've been, like, I've been telling you this. He's for- supposed to tell me that I'm wonderful yeah. and all these wonderful things, whether I am or not. That's not right. He's job. supposed to, but he's not doing that. He's yeah, actually I'm being scooping. honest. Yeah. I'm scooping. Yeah, your- you're not. You don't scoop. You are always lifting me up. Yeah, there's there's a different there's a difference between being honest about that and just paying lip service. Right. Yeah. Right. So now I'm no. saying you're doing a good job. Oh, well, thank yeah, you. yeah. No, he was. Yeah. Actually, this isn't even a podcast. We're here to. Uh, it's talk an intervention. To you, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's marriage counseling. <laughs> uh, Amanda, that's that's a great point, and you need to surround yourself with people that support you. Yeah. Not, not only like that to support you to do what you're doing, but also to take the burden off of you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the po- the podcast, uh, so just the podcast idea, because you guys are listening to this. If it was just me doing this, I don't know if it would get done. But the fact I know I can rely on Dan and Go, Lee yeah. and Amber, you know, to do sure. this, like it makes it that much easier. I had a really eye-opening experience with this probably last year. Um, I had a an acquaintance in college. Like I hung out with him through college and out of college, and I remember having this meltdown moment where he was texting me to hang out. I just had this meltdown in my car, of freaking <laughs> out, and I just I had just realized it was just the way the relationship was. Is that like this person was very much probably out of hurt, but like very much like looking to fill a need that he had. It was just never thinking about like how I felt in the relationship. Yeah. And so I had this meltdown moment in my car after receiving this text message. And I was like, whoa, that was really weird. Yeah. Like, why am I in this emotional state? Like it literally triggered me to feel like so ready it was like fight or flight instantly and i ultimately came to the conclusion after thinking about it is that like he had was only being selfish in the way that he was thinking about like our interaction and never like asking like 
What do you want to do? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just very simple. But like those simple things build up over Easy. Yeah. Those simple yeah. things build up over time. And like it hit this point of just like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And so like <laughs> it's okay to it's okay to hang out with people like that, but yeah. like audience, it's very important to like we only Your relationships. Get, right. We only yeah. get one life on this earth and your life is valuable. So don't just like Give your life away to other people that don't deserve it. Yeah. I think there is a balance between like hanging out with people that support you and also like going out and like investing your life like Amanda's doing, investing your life in people like autistic people that don't know any better but sure. to take. Like they don't have any capacity to give. They're yeah. only going to take. But, but they still need Right. They still need support. They still need support, so that's why it's important to surround yourself with people that are supporting you while you do that. Yeah. There's a balance of both of those things. I think because you can relate, as an introvert, it's harder to deal with people that are life suckers. Like, yeah. you know, like it's hard when you have that person that just sucks the life out of you when you're with them. Mm -hmm. And as an introvert, everybody sucks your life out because you're trying very, very hard to be a people person and it's it's hard it's hard to be a people person and he can he can attest to that because i'll come home from work and he'll want to sit next to me and i've had <laughs> small people climbing all over my body all day true or like babies that i pick up and they learn how to kiss but really they're licking your face so like he's like over here and I'm like okay I've had enough and like at the concert last night I was like I've had enough like I don't care if I get crowd surfed to the back or I get to hang with the security card I need out of where I'm at right now because oh, yeah. there were just too many people touching me. Yeah. I, I rescued yeah, her. He did, and we had an awesome time. He did, and we had Josh home play. He, he played the little, little sister, sister solo, solo right in front of us in my eyeball, and it was awesome. Yeah, he was standing on my face. See what would have awesome. happened had you given up on that? You I know, continued through, I know. and he played the little sister solo right. Thank you, thank you. Because you, I if that would have been me, like I don't know, fourteen years ago, I would have been out of there. I would have been in the back. I would have been in the lawn. Yeah, yeah, I would have been in the lawn, standing. You would not have seen Josh home. I probably wouldn't have went. Let me be honest. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lee, do you have anything to add to that, man? Yeah. Uh, My story, or yeah, man. Yeah. Whatever. Actually, the form is yours. Sounds like he doesn't want to hear it. Oh, I know. I just sighed really huge. <laughs> Full disclosure, I sighed really big. I didn't even right hear it. Hear story, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go. If we have to, please. Uh, no, no, to end on what you guys were saying that's, before. That's awful. Uh, that's so awful. What a wonderful me. host you well, are. Say, <laughs> Lee, I would like to hear your story. Oh, thank you. You were really putting happiness you know what? into my bucket. <laughs> Hold on, let me sign really big first. You're sucking Lee. the life out of this podcast. <laughs> this reminds me for some reason about the movie Hot Rod when he's like doing all those weird like breathing noises and things. Like, uh, Everyone Dude, should see that movie, let, by the way. Let me tell you, that's one of my favorite movies. We should all watch it while people are hearing the podcast. Like we could do... Time. All right, that's too much for now. But yes, please go. I, wa I want to... Hear your story. <laughs> well, first off, forget my story quickly. Um, it's funny what you guys were talking about because I wrote some notes and it was before you guys talked about what you did. But um, it's easy. I think I'm speaking from a, a different perspective of what you guys are speaking of. 
but it's easy to feel envious too because you see others pursuing their dreams Absolutely. and it's happening and you're like I know I could do that why, why isn't this I'm not happening doing that? and like Definitely. I'm not saying that's okay to, to feel that way but that's a real feeling sure so I just there's some wisdom I learned over the years and I put um cheer others on who are doing what your dream is yeah. and doing well like because honestly that will make your heart better Support that'll make too. you more motivated and unmotivated and if you have a good heart about things if you're doing that thing you love you're going to shine a lot more than you think. If you're miserable, most likely people are not going to want to talk to you. They're not going to want to be like people like I love drummers watching them, really good ones, but I also love the ones who have a personality because they love what they're doing. They're enjoying what they're yeah. doing, whether they're famous or they're they're wanting to be famous or they're just loving playing in a bar, whatever it is. Um, and then I put surround yourself with people who believe in you and stay encouraged like the bucket, like filling it up. Um, the world is full of negativity what Absolutely. does it hurt to be the opposite? Yeah. Honestly, it's easy to be like, well, that sucks. I'm not doing that. Well, what what difference are you making then? Just change your attitude. I've changed mine multiple times. I've been corrected to change mine. And also listen to good criticism. It makes you better. So those are the notes on that. Wow. But that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I'm so glad. Nice. I, I'm so disappointed that I sighed at that. <sighs> it was so valuable. That was, to hear man. That was yeah. You just came in. Got, yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. But uh, my story. Um, I'll just summarize. Ideas. Um, I started uh, piano when I was, <laughs> <laughs> when I was like twelve or, or ten, and I wish I would have stuck with it. I love it, and I know I'm going to learn it someday. You're incredible. I've heard no, no, you no, play. I've heard you play around. too. I've heard you play. Stuck with what? Piano. Piano? You've heard me mess around, but I'm not. It I sounds need incredible. He, he sits down at the piano, and I'm like, Lee, yeah, I didn't know why you could do that. I want to I wanna learn it. I wanna be Get out of here. But thank you, guys. Um, but I I started writing lyrics when I was 12. I never thought I would drum. I don't know why I wrote lyrics. It's just it's interesting. I just fell into it. I started doing it, and I love it. And I believe in myself in that. Um, but also, I started drumming when I was 14. I have a big family, six brothers, one sister, so eight of us all together. And there's bound to be people to pick up music in that, whether it's a phase or not. It didn't happen to be a phase for me, but a few of my brothers were like, okay, we have guitar and that. We need a drummer. So Start your own band. We could have, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know if anyone would know, but Ben might remember Mr. Brzezeski. He was uh, a uh, a middle school band director. Mm-hmm. And he has a shop in Blairsville. Okay. And uh, he is where I got my first drum set and lessons from. And it was really cool. And I oh, look back wow. to that and I love that. And then when I got that kit, my brother Johnny, we kind of have that rivalry that we would... It's been bad over the years and then it got better. But we would have that rivalry. I got the kit. He was always the ladies' man. And he would bring girls over and be like, hey, look at me drum. And he sucked. I sucked too at the time. But at least <laughs> I was sitting down and practicing. And Johnny didn't stick with it. He's amazing with carpentry and other things. But... Well, that's I his just, passion. I stuck with it. Right. I mean, I, I can't even speak. Stuck. I, yeah, I stayed good. with it. And um, it became a big part. And I think for a while it might have been an identity. But God took me through that. But I got really good at it. Uh, or I always got better. And like Ben was talking about, sometimes it's easy to feel insecure and think, oh, I'm not pleased to where I'm at. I don't like this. Like maybe I was a bit extreme on that in my mind. And God just brought me to a place of enjoyment and people it started with like our pastor frank encouraging yeah. me and like, you're great and i'm not cocky or anything but he was like you're great and i really started believing in myself just it wasn't that i was like oh you think i'm amazing it was that's really encouraging and i really for some reason feel that yeah and it made me start coming out of my comfort zone uh, going into my comfort 
or I guess out of my comfort zone. Out of, yeah, yeah. And into discovering new styles after years of playing, years of practicing. And Ben was the first guy I played with that even if he wasn't professional yet in the sense of a career, with that, I felt more professional. I learned a lot about drumming. I learned a lot about professional musicianship. Um, And that's kind of, that's how we, we kind of started hanging out around that time. The curbs mm-hmm. of rural. The cur- yeah, we played. We played in a band for. I would call it just a for fun band, the yeah. Curbs of Earl. Um, and yeah, that was that was really cool. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's some funny stories. We played that. two shows? two two shows. Yeah. A pool party and, and yeah, a pool party, and we played at the Corner Pocket in Blairsville, which is sadly not existing anymore. Yeah, oh, it's cool, amazing place. It was a cool venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would call it the center pocket, but I'm not going to tell you why, and that sounds worse than I'm meaning it. So anyway, let's just ignore that. <laughs> we can edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I kept to that, and um, and then I was in 2011, I think it was. I was dating a girl across the street. That's a horrible choice if it doesn't work out. Just let anyone know. Say, yeah. Listen, podcast advice to anybody out there: don't. Date somebody across the street. Yeah. Okay. And uh, things went bad. She cheated on me. Um, but besides that, like, Ben was starting to be part of this group. And I knew he knew Lacey. And that was kind of cool. Whether I'm not a big Flyleaf fan or I am. And I really like them a lot more now. But I knew Lacey was a legit person. I never met her, but I always felt that way. And Ben knew. I, I believe Ben knew I was going through a hard time. And he invited me. He didn't tell me what it was, who it was. I don't think I went thinking, oh, maybe it's Lacey. Because it was a cult, that's why I didn't tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some Kool-Aid. And uh, (laughs) that's a lie. Don't believe that, anyone. Oh, no. Um, He invited me, and like I just felt loved. I felt really loved. I felt like this was one of my communities, like my community. Yeah. And uh, I just met the Sturms. And Ben and I even became, I think, closer through that than than the music beforehand. And... um, I was still like, I want to pursue music. So, you know, this group was amazing, and I wasn't going for the music, but obviously I have that desire. And, you know, after a couple of years of this, like, it's fine when anyone believes who's listening, but I became born again. I became saved. And um, and then Lacey saw where I was in life, and she's just like a spiritual mother to me, and still is, actually. And she was like, my sister is a, is a member of this school out in the Midwest. And, I, and she was bringing it up to me, but I really felt like it was God saying that through her and I didn't think I could go I applied I auditioned musically I didn't think I was going to accept it they accepted me then it was like finances I didn't have the finances and then ridiculous things happened which you know I don't need to share but I had the finances then I went and gave 15 of my month uh 15 months of my life even though it was a nine-month thing 15 months I lived there and I was just way different I was way different and everything changed. And even like I grew professionally in music, learning a click track, just a bunch of stuff. And uh, I came home and this and that. And then I was like, cool, I want to do music. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I sat there for three months. And then Ben and I, uh, Ben invited me to this uh, old church he used to do worship at. And I did it. And it was cool. And I ran into this guy named Frank Aldea. Yeah. And uh, he's our pastor right now. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I know you. Why do I know you? And I knew him from the map days. He's come a few de- a few times. He came to li- he came to like the first one. Yeah. And I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. He's like and this you happen to be at that. Tough guy who has tattoos and just hilarious. And he wasn't born in America. Prison Jesus, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but he he's basically been here longer though. than we've been alive. A what? A bucket filler. Oh, he has he's a bucket a, filler. He's a bucket yeah. filler. Yeah, Frank's yeah, a great absolutely. dude. Um, 
but I got involved with that. And then after that, they encouraged me to go back to school. I took like seven years off, five years off. I screwed up my school because of that whole relationship thing that didn't work out. I, yeah. I got depressed and just didn't go. And then when I went back, there was a forgiveness program. Went back, I did amazing, and I learned new skills. That's how I got into video. And I didn't think I would like video. And then I started fall in love with it and it was a really cool art and then I got an intern with Josh and Lacey and yeah. hang out with Ben and everyone. Yeah, that happened. And it was that. amazing. I know God gave me that gift but I don't feel like that's all he wants me to do but the, the reason why I'm saying all this stuff I want to pursue music. That's probably my biggest dream and I believe that will happen someday but I also love showcasing people video and myself and others like just I don't know how I'm going to use it. It's just such a vast field. Like yeah. We're talking about music. We're talking about sports writing. We're talking about caring for kids. And taking care of them and growing a personality in a person. And um, I think all of it is one and the same, honestly. It's just a different yeah. way to do it. Yeah, I agree with that. And for me, I want to use it for that. But those dreams, all this and that, I think it's worth it. I would never say, I don't want to do this. Now I'm in a place I need to find work, and it's great. But I can see how God is pulling together all the resources and that we're going to use it together. And I believe I will have the job I want, you know. But it is worth it. It is worth going for it. And... I think what you're asking, I'm kind of going through right now, but maybe not as far along as you, because you sound like you're working a job full time right now. And I would love to have that. And I'm praying for that and hoping for that. Yeah. But to encourage you, I just want you to know, it's also calming to know that people are going through the same thing as you. You're not alone and it's going to get better. And if you are asking this question, that means you have the desire to actually go to the next stage, because if you didn't, if you felt nothing, you wouldn't be doing this and you're not feeling dead. So I just want to encourage you in that it will be answered what you want to do. And I've maybe out of this podcast, but it will be answered. And I'm just excited because, um, I don't want us to be the only musicians, the only artists, the only world changers in here, because honestly, without you, we wouldn't want to do what we're doing. So that's all I have to say. Wait, You just that. crushed it. Mm -hmm. like you just it, like, man. yeah, like, Drop somebody drop on my well don't drop, drop these yeah don't drop the don't drop these microphones yeah. so, <laughs> oh that we're back oh, gosh. <laughs> but, okay request for next podcast no more drum rolls <laughs> oh no you have two drummers here <laughs> no we have three drummers. Well, yeah, Ben's, but Ben's retired. Yeah, but you, yeah. Yeah. you play everything. I'm a, I'm a retired drummer. You play everything, <laughs> but still, fair enough. I am in a room full of drummers. That was it. That's it. Yeah. That's it's it. Getting a little late for me. Yeah, me too. You um, have like the the nighttime voice. It's awesome for like hello and welcome to the. Uh, <laughs> this is from yeah. screaming at Josh home That's last true. night. And I was doing that too, but I would yeah. like this morning because obviously I don't talk to myself when I'm getting ready. But I got in the car and I started singing. And I was like, oh crap, I don't have a voice. So I messaged him and I was like, um. Guess who doesn't have a voice? He was like, uh, it's me. And I was like, no, I was referring to myself. I, I think for me, though, my neck hurts from headbanging too much, too. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, you just, well, it just going to happen on Saturday. So. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. But I'm going to see Mute Math. So, if anyone wants to see Mute Math, if this is Aaron, I'm sorry, it's I probably have to play a show. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> ben, I, can't you just find a fill in bass player? <laughs> I'm joking. You're too good for that. No. My, my I mean, that's the uh, first of all, like, it's the most awful thing ever to complain about. Oh, I can't see a show because I'm playing an epic <laughs> show. Right. So I'm not even allowed to complain about this. But that, but, well, that is how, you know, for 
covering a hockey game or something like, oh, I can't do that. Why are you doing that? Because you're doing that, you know, doing something or other. I mean, that's that's come up you know, with me. And it's just it's hard. It's a hard struggle sometimes. Yeah. You know? um, just doing things like that. Yeah. So in, in conclusion, like, guys, this has been a lot of fun and a great conversation. But, you know, we're, we're talking about why we got into what we were doing. I don't know if we got to like the heart of it. Like uh, a lot of, I feel like what we were all saying is just like, we kind of discovered something about ourselves from being introspective and looking at like what we like to do and just found like the outlet for that. Just, I just found what I loved and I worked as hard as I could to get to it. Um, and there was a time where, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of learned it, you know, in, in high school, I, I think my favorite part of all of it is the storytelling of it all, the telling the story, like yeah. telling your story uh, or anybody's story that I would do a feature on. Um, but I really enjoy it. And I kind of learned that in high school and I, I pursued it in college. Um, you know, I have a BA in, in journalism and I have a minor in communications. Uh, Eric, I got, a, I got a question for you. Yeah. So tell me just to know if journalism is like this. I feel like it's similar to music in this sense, but like, but it's a dying industry. Yes. But no, go well, ahead. No. <laughs> that too. But, but there, yeah. Go um, ahead. so for me, like I felt like the biggest hindrance to me pursuing my dream was that it's almost like the dream everybody wishes they had. Yeah. It's a rock. It's a rock star. Yeah. Like, that essentially was my dream. Like it's, it's morphed since then, but like that was my dream. And that also was the biggest obstacle because I was like, I don't deserve to have the dream of rockstar being fulfilled. You think do, about, I mean, do you, do you know what I mean? As far as that goes, and how I'm, did I get here? And I, yeah. And yeah. I'm just wondering, is it the same for a journalist covering like the big names like that. Did you ever think that way? It crosses or, your mind. I mean, not gonna lie. What, I mean, but yeah. what made you? So, with that in mind, like, what made you this? What made you decide that like I am worth this? Or like, even even though like only so many people get to do this thing, I love why, it too much. Why would I get to be the one to do that? Oh, I've said that a number of times. Yeah, a, a, a ton of times. But um, I love it too much. I mean, I just. You know, so it sounds to me almost like you're. I'm sorry for keep to keep cutting you off. No, you're good. But um, it sounds to me like you're almost saying like, I almost I almost put those thoughts out of my mind and just think about how much I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's and and I and I agree with you. I've thought of that. Uh, there have been times that have come up um, that says, "Why me? How did I get to um, do that? How did I get to cover Super Bowls? How did I get to cover Stanley Cups?" Um, you know, yeah, that absolutely crosses your mind. But um, I think it's also, you know, if, like you said, if, if my paper closes down tomorrow, I'm in a little bit of trouble. Um, are there still freelance opportunities? There are, but I just lost my main source of income if that if that were to happen and, yeah. and I have to rethink everything that I do. Um, so I always kind of look at how fortunate I am to be doing it and just to do it and ride the wave as long as possible for however long that lasts. 
Um, so I'm just kind of doing it that way, um, realizing that it could be over tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and realizing that if it is over tomorrow, I've really enjoyed my time and I've had a great time doing Super Bowls and a great time doing Stanley Cups and a great time covering the team. I see it so much in my industry. Um, I saw it with the, the Penguins and the Sharks when the, they want, you know, I have a friend who was in San Jose and um, he covered the clincher. And um, he's no longer on the beat anymore. And he's not doing, he's still kind of in the game, you know? But um, I know a lot of people who are like that. Um, and they're not doing it anymore and they're out. I mean, it's a war of attrition. Uh, so I think that's, I'm just trying to, to hang on as long as possible and to whatever. Yeah, maybe not hang on, but like, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. Um, you know, you look at it and there's so much, there's so many people, um, so sports focused and sports centric. Everyone loves, you know, in Pittsburgh, they love the Penguins or the Steelers or whoever, you know, National Football League, the NHL, whatever sports is such a, a huge part of society. Um, that how am I fortunate enough to be in at ground zero and talk up and talk to the top 2% of the people that play in the game? Um, I just love it. And I enjoy it, and I'm going to do it as long as I can for however long that is. Um, and I hope I'm fortunate enough to continue to do it. Um, you know, it's just, it's an honor to be able to do it, and I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, it's just kind of that whole aspect of it. Um, but those thoughts absolutely cross your mind that why am I one of 130 people in this press box? Yeah. You know, why, why am I on this ice right now? And, and, you know, why am I? Because you're so good looking. Yeah. Well, you know, no, <laughs> uh, it's cause I'm married to Amanda and she's so good. No. Um, trophy wife. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I married her. Um, but no, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, just kind of, um, I, I love it and it's my passion and I love doing it. Um, yeah, that's, that's, pretty much it there's there's something to be said for that of just like at the at the end of the day like and i've i've definitely been there too i can't say that's the ultimate for me but like definitely a part of the process is just like you just have to put the negative thoughts out of your head and just be like i just love doing this yeah try it and it could be over you know what i'm saying like how like everyone talks about you know, the good old days. Oh man, it was so good back in the nineties, back in the, Oh man, it was so, Oh man, we had gushers, we had whatever they had. Um, they, yeah, po- yeah, sure. See, um, but like, what if <laughs> right have pogs in the house? We do. But like, what if now is the good old days? Like what if right now when I'm covering the penguins and sealers, like what if it's now, and this was the best job that I ever had. And whenever something else happens or, or if I would ever move on, you know, like, what if this is it? And yeah. this is the moment that's the good old days. You know? I mean, that's just... Man, that's a great perspective to hold and intention with, like, what's going on. I mean, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. You know? But, you know, every, everyone loves nostalgia. And they love because it's a good time in their life whenever that is. Um, but it could be right now when the Penguins just won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Yeah. You know? Like, that, that didn't happen for... 20 years or so what didn't have back-to-back cup winners didn't happen for 20 years with the red wings in 97 and 98 so you know what i'm saying like yeah maybe now's the good old days yeah and, and just to, to live in that moment and we'll have a three-peat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a turkey that's what i'm a hoping for term, a turkey for the wins oh a three-peat and that hasn't happened since the 80s when the islanders won their cups <laughs> Maybe so the Oilers. I'm sorry, I'd I have to look it up. But go on. I I think that this is a good spot to end, and 
like I just I just want to encourage everybody, no matter where you are in life, like I want to encourage you guys to like not make excuses and not think I don't deserve to have this. Stop stop thinking in those terms and in terms and instead just ask yourself like what do I want to do and start making little steps to follow those dreams. If there's anything that seems impossible to you guys like what what Dan, Amanda, Lee and I are doing like very much seemed impossible to us before we started. It's not unattainable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's there. It's right there. You got to go after it. Yeah. Whatever your passion is. Keep and it's not possible. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But it's not going to be easy. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's easy, everyone would be playing bass in a big time rock band. Yeah. Everyone would be covering the Penguins and Steelers. It's not easy, and that's what that's what the battle is. Um. Yeah. If it was easy, Lee, you'd be playing drums in some big and in, in some and you'd be on a festival, and I'd be you know this big this big time you know doing all doing sports and Penguins and Steelers, and like it's not easy. And that and 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 that's why that's why you got to keep battling when it does get hard and when you do get to that point where, man, like I just can't take it anymore. You got to keep going. Yeah, and it's not and unattainable. No, and that goes back to earlier in the podcast of like we were talking about just nurturing our passions. When, you know, when you feel frustrated, um, just to dig in deeper. And, and really find the passion and love for it. So, guys, I hope this was encouraging to all of you. Wow, we've gone on a long time. This is definitely going to be more than one episode. <laughs> so you're, you're probably actually listening to episode two or three right now. Two or three, yeah. <laughs> we're in the future right now. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're in the future. Very much. The Mind future blown. is now. We're in the first three episodes. No, the but, first two episodes. Dang, guys. Wow. What a great first episode of the Dream Loud podcast. We obviously have a lot to say. Whether it's part one, two, or three. <laughs> and it's the conversation doesn't end here. Like, please. Um, Reach out. Yeah. Comment. We're um, normal people, man. I'm, I'm not sure where we're going to post this podcast. I, I really want to get on the streaming services and stuff like that. But wherever we post this, please comment and add any questions, give any feedback, you know, for the listeners going forward, I I want you guys to know too, that like the panel isn't always going to be these, the four of us here. Like I I love these guys. (laughs) I wish it could be every time, but we'll probably have some other special guests on too. And the unique way that they're pursuing their passions and stuff like that. So love you guys. This has been amazing. Yeah, man. So peacing out. This is, Episode one, we'll catch you guys on the flip side.